Hey, this is Andrew Martin, and you're listening to the American Man Podcast. So, on this episode, I want to talk about being prepared. Um, you know, just to take care of your family and yourself if anything ever happens. Uh, we live in a crazy world. Yeah, I mean, I just got a notification from CNBC a couple seconds ago that North Korea shot another missile over Japan. So, you know, I mean... Not that anything happened with that, but the point is that any moment we could be in a pretty serious situation, and uh, you know, if we did get ended up getting in a war with them or something, they probably wouldn't be able to touch us over here. But you never know, and uh, it's just one small example of why you should be prepared and why you should at least have some stuff to get your family and yourself through. Uh, you know, at least a few weeks at absolute minimum, without being able to go to the store. Or, uh, you know, without having power or a, a heat source, you know. So basically, it's this standard survival rule is fire, water, and shelter. Um, you got heat and light, fire. You got to have water. You know, you can only go a couple days without water. And then shelter, obviously, hopefully, will still be in your house. Um, but it's not a bad idea to have a tent or uh, something like that just in case you do get displaced. As far as water goes, you can get like a five or seven gallon jugs, um, you know, that you can refill. Uh, they're like 10 bucks. I mean, even if you only have 25 gallons or so, uh, you know, that that's for, I mean, for me, it's just me and my fiance. So 25 gallons, that's a solid three weeks of water or drinking water. You know, as far as cooking and stuff, it's not as important. You could also get a, a water filter, a life straw. It's like $20. I think it filters 6,000 gallons. So even if you have a river stream or something behind your house and you can go and, and grab that out of there, you know, the other thing is, is food. You're not going to be able to go to the grocery store. You know, you got three days maximum from the time something bad happens to when the stores are completely empty. And realistically, they're going to be empty within a day of stuff that is actually really important. Even when there's going to be a snow, I live in Connecticut when there's going to be a snowstorm, people freak out and go out and empty the freaking stores every single time. Uh, I mean, you can only imagine if something actually bad happened, you can get mountain house or any other freeze dried type food like that. My Patriot supply sells um, some wise foods. Uh, it's, it's not cheap, but you can get a, a, four week supply, you know, for one person for like a hundred bucks. Um, and, you know, it's not glamorous. It's mostly pasta and, and oats and stuff like that. But I mean, if you're starving, you're going to, you're going to eat it right up and it'll keep you alive. Um, you know, you can store canned goods, but they're only going to be good for a couple of years. Uh, so you're going to have to cycle them out. Um, which is, you know, it's not, not a big deal. You just got to keep track of it. So you don't get caught with a bunch of expired food, a radio, for obviously for emergency messages, emergency broadcasts, weather, and make sure it's battery powered. I have one that's battery powered, but it's also got a solar and a crank backup. So that's huge. You know, uh, it'll never be, never be without power. Maybe if you're, if you're do if it's a real short thing, like even a bad storm, uh, you know, maybe get a generator, even if it's a small one to run the lights and, it may be a heater or, you know, enough to power your furnace or 
or uh, in your refrigerator. Um, again, not a, not a super big expense. You know, if you can get a one that'll run your whole house for five hundred bucks, I mean, it's kind of a lot of money, but you know, I mean, it doesn't. It's not a necessity, obviously. But uh, and if you're gonna have a generator, make sure you have plenty of gas laying around. Um, we had a huge snowstorm in October up here a couple of years ago, and uh, we lost power for like almost it was two over two weeks. And uh, after a few days, uh, you know, the gas stations they didn't have power, so you couldn't get gas. Uh, the cell phone towers went dead after a week. And so, you know, you couldn't call anybody on your cell phones, couldn't do anything. I spent, since I was prepared, I had, you know, a good set of uh, two-way radios. They were Motorola. They're like, a, I think they're 30-mile range. And I had plenty of gas and I had a generator. I had enough gas to get me through, you know. I mean, I was literally sitting in my kitchen drinking a beer, playing PlayStation while everybody else was out freaking out, trying to get stuff from the gas station. Another thing is uh, alternative lighting. Uh, you know, if you don't have power, not a bad idea to have flashlights, obviously, or even oil lanterns. Um, they make, you know, oil that you can burn inside and doesn't smoke or smell or anything. And it's, you know, it's a fail. It's never going to fail on you. You get a hurricane lantern with, you know, the oil in it, and you'll have it no matter what. First aid, obviously, you know, if it's a small situation, you're probably not going to have to worry about it too much. Um, but, you know, whatever you have in your house probably be okay. It's not a bad idea to get a trauma kit or something, you know, just in case something bad, something really bad happens. Uh, you know, the other, one of the biggest, you know, controversial things, I mean, I guess it's not controversial among people who actually prepare, but uh, is, is guns. Um, you want to have at least one gun in my opinion for personal protection uh and obviously if you needed to hunt or or you know that's it's going to be huge it's an invaluable tool and that's what it is is a tool you know and hopefully you never have to use it for personal protection but if you get yourself just a shotgun you're going to be good to go for hunting personal protection you know, you name it. I mean, it's super versatile. It's really, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, if you don't want to be caught with your pants down. If anything happens, even three, four weeks in, and, you know, people start to go crazy <laughs> and they'll do crazy shit. And, you know, you don't want somebody to kick your door in and all you got is a golf club and they have a machete or they have a gun. You know, now you're really screwed. It's just not a chance you should take. So get yourself a gun and learn how to use it. I've mentioned a lot about storms uh, being one one of the biggest things, but we've had a lot of other issues that happened. I mean, in my lifetime alone, which you know, I'm, I'm only 28, I'm pretty young in the grand scheme of things, but we had, obviously, 9-11 happened, um, which didn't, besides the day greatly affect us over here as far as uh, civil unrest or anything like that. But just a huge disaster. Obviously we had uh, two stock market crashes, uh, you know, the dot-com bubble in the late nineties, early 2000. 
and then the housing bubble in 2007 and 8. I mean, a ton of people lost their jobs, lost their life savings. Uh, I mean, that's another thing that maybe no disaster happens in the world, but maybe just something happens to you. You know, you lose your job unexpectedly. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you, you're yet a couple months of savings, hopefully, you know, but you burn through it. And now what? Wouldn't it be nice to have a few months of food at least just to be able to feed your family? You don't have to worry about buying groceries and so you can get your, you know, feet back on the ground. It's just a, it's a good idea. You know, I mean, people used to be prepared a lot more than they are now. Everybody's just living in the moment. They're not thinking about anything that can happen in the future when it's the responsible and the right thing to do. And it's a huge part of being an independent American. Uh, you know, you, you, you don't want to count on anybody else if you don't have to. I mean, it's nice to count on your neighbors and your family and stuff, but crazy shit can happen. And, and you got to ultimately rely on yourself to get through it and get your family through it. Uh, I mean, hopefully you'll have help, but you know, you might not, you, you can't really count on it, unfortunately. So we're only about 10 minutes in. Uh, I've covered a pretty good basis of what you should have just as a general preparedness thing. But there's a couple other things that, I mean, we're going to do another podcast or maybe a couple more with getting into a lot more in depth about long-term preparedness and even like getting self-sufficient uh, so where you don't have to count on the grid no matter what. It's not easy to do, but it can be done. But just uh, a couple other things um, that you'd want to think about that are doable right now that will, you know, could possibly save your ass. Uh, generally, if something happens, you're going to either have to stay where you are for a long time uh, or you're going to have to bail or bug out, as the, the term is. But So you want to have a bug-in plan and a bug-out plan. Uh, your bug-in plan is basically what I covered earlier, just have enough stuff to get you through a, a couple weeks, maybe a month or more, uh, ideally a month or more, in your house. You're going to want to have all the stuff I mentioned earlier. Um, and, you know, it's all up to you what you can afford and your what degree you want to get crazy into it. You can get real crazy into it. I mean, you can, you know, you can, you can uh, go pretty deep and get, you know, different caches buried around your property or whatever, you name it. I mean, you can get pretty wild into it. But bugging in is pretty simple. Basically, it's just being prepared at home. Bugging out is a little bit more complicated. And it's, I look at it as a last resort. The last thing you want to do is leave your property and it's your safe haven. You don't want to leave unless you absolutely have to. But if you do have to, you want to have enough stuff in a, in a small pack or a couple packs if you have a couple people in your family or whatever that can carry it to get out, get to where you need to be, where you know a safe area, whether it's a relative's house or whether it's even just uh, evacuating for a hurricane or something, just to get you through a couple days. If you end up having to stay in your car or whatever, if you you know who knows, you get stuck in traffic. It can get wild real quick. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Hurricane Harvey happened last week. Uh, now, and now there's another one, Irma, that's going to hit Florida. I mean, it's, you know, people are, are taking off real fast. And 
there's a ton of traffic and it can go crazy. So you want to have a bug out plan. And your bug out plan is going to start with your bug out bag. I have a nice tactical backpack and so does my fiance uh, with basically a scaled down version of what I went through earlier in the podcast. Um, you want to have stuff to make a fire. You want to have first aid. You want to have a way to carry water, ideally, uh, but it's heavy. So you definitely want to have life straw in there. They have frontier straws, which are even smaller life straws. They're only good for a couple hundred gallons, but they literally weigh nothing. It's a straw. You just stick the end of it in the water, suck it out. It filters it you know, completely, so it's like 99.999, whatever, percent clean. Uh, you can put it in some dank-ass water and... and uh, get good drinking water out of it. It's not great. It's probably still going to taste like shit, but you know, it's clean enough for you to drink and you'll survive. Um, you want to have, definitely want to have some knives. Um, at least one good sharp utility knife, like a buck knife woodsman or something like that. Uh, you want to have a Leatherman, you know, multi-tool. Um, you're, you're going to want to have a couple of ponchos, mylar blankets, at least just we're, we're looking at lightweight stuff. You can fit a bunch of stuff, everything you need to survive in a backpack. Basically, if you have to carry the freaking thing, you don't want it to weigh a hundred pounds. So you don't, you know, I mean, as nice as it would be to have everything, you know, a quality, everything with you, it's not going to happen in this situation. It's got to keep you alive. It's got to be nice and easy to move. And you got to be able to have it on your back for as long as you might need to walk. Uh, you know, and who knows? It could be a long ways. It's not a bad idea to have a first aid book, maybe an edible plants book for your area. Uh, definitely maps. Uh, topographic map will be ideal if you're going to be hoofing it. But you will at least want to have a road map of your general area within a couple hundred miles. You know, I live in New England, so I have a map of all New England and New York. Uh, and just in case we do have to, you know, get out, there's no power, phones are dead, or they don't have service, there's no GPS, yada, yada, yada. You want to have a way to figure out where the hell you are and where the hell you're going. Furthering on that, you want to have a plan as to where you're going to go, at least an idea, um, and how you're going to get there. It's not easy because, you know, the situation is going to be different no matter what. The best case scenario is it's a storm and no one's, you know, freaking out uh, too bad. But worst case scenario is you want to have a place that you can go to that you know it's going to be safe whether it's someone who's got a cabin somewhere or whatever. I mean, or if you have an idea, you know, maybe it's somewhere you go on vacation and it's out in the woods in the middle of nowhere. And you know, you'd be able to camp out there for a couple days until everything blows over or at least as a waypoint to your next location. It's not ideal. None of this is just have some kind of plan to get out if something crazy happens and you can't stay at home anymore. Um, just, it's a very basic, basic, basic outline of what you should do. I'm by no means an expert, but I try to at least look into all this stuff just because 
feel like it's the right thing to do. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is have your family looking at you and be like, what do we do? And you, you can't give them an answer. I mean, you want to have some kind of semblance of an idea of what you're going to do. And, you know, you don't have to make it a, you know, a career to figure this stuff out. It's just have an idea. You know, I mean, if this happens, we have to get out of here. Where are we going to go? And you don't want to be thinking about that when it's happening because you're going to be stressed. Your family's going to be stressed. You're going to be panicking. And the only way to survive in a crazy situation is to remain calm. And the best way to remain calm is to have a plan. You don't ever revert, you know, whenever anything crazy happens, you revert to your level of preparedness. You don't, you don't, you know, you think you're going to rise to the occasion, but you're, you're not gonna, you're going to freak out just like everybody else. If you're not prepared, if you prepare, you at least have a chance to do the right thing, keep your family safe, keep yourself safe. And hopefully blows over pretty quick. You know I mean? That's the idea. Um, it's just, it's not going to be an ideal situation no matter what. And the best thing you can hope for is to just get through a few days, maybe a week. If you do have to bug out again, you know, we can, get into some crazier stuff, maybe in a different podcast about like long-term bugging out. I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it gets pretty ridiculous and pretty, pretty impossible for most people. I mean, you'd have to have, you'd have to end up buying some land somewhere and not telling anybody about it or something. And then hoping that it's secure when you get there, um, which is a pretty, pretty steep, feet to do for most people. Uh, it's just not going to happen most of the time. You just got to kind of wing it as far as hoping that everything's secure. Uh, when you get to your spot that you've picked out to bug out to, but that's basically what, you know, like I said before, it's absolute last case scenario. I mean, you, you do not want to do that. If at all possible, you want to stay in your house Ride it out there. You know the area. You know you're not risking going out on the road for any reason. You're you're got most of your stuff that you'll need there. It's just it's just the way to do it. You don't want to, you know, play with fire if you don't have to. I think that pretty much covers the basics uh, of what you should be prepared for as far as like catastrophes and stuff. Just basic, you know. I mean. Well, I'll get into some some other more specific uh, stuff later in a different podcast or maybe a couple different ones, like I said before. But um, that pretty much covers everything you should be thinking about at least to start getting prepared for something. Uh, like I said, it's it's just it's the right thing to do. It's your responsibility to yourself and your family members, and honestly, it's your responsibility to other people too because. As we're seeing down in Texas right now, you know, there's a bunch of people that are, they're just the American way, you know, we're helping everybody, everybody's helping each other. Um, if nobody was prepared at all, it would just be chaos. It was, it would be Katrina all over again. And luckily this one happened in Texas and Texans tend to be prepared no matter what. So it's the ideal scenario in a terrible situation. Um, you know, that's just what you want to think about. If no one's prepared, it's chaos. If everyone's prepared, it's a party. <laughs> it's a cleanup party. 
you know, so uh, that's going to be it for this one. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If anybody actually listens and uh, I'll be back pretty soon with another one. Uh, still trying to drag my buddy Dan's ass out of this thing and get his views on some stuff. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in politics right now. And I want to talk to him about it and record it. Cause I think it'll be interesting and uh, probably also pretty hilarious and ridiculous. So thanks for listening.